Gauraka. So it's the 5th of January 2022. We've come once again to train our minds. And so this mind, what is it? What's it like? And the original mind, the one of uh, brightness, clarity, purity, what's that like? And why is it that we're not able to control these hearts of ours right now? Well, this mind, it's a knowing element, an element which receives and knows these sense impressions. So these Ramana sense impressions, they are forms or sights and sounds, um, odors, tastes, tactile sensations, and then there's also the thoughts, the proliferation, the memories and perceptions which appear within the heart. So if our hearts have wisdom, then they'll also have knowledge. And when they come into contact with these sense impressions, they'll be able to let them go. They won't uh, be caught into liking or disliking towards them. And so the mind in this state is a bright mind. But the reason that we need to train our minds in the way that we do is because when they receive these sense impressions, then they chase after them. And they chase after all of them. And they become involved in them, they attach to them. If there's knowledge in the mind, then I'll be able to separate out from these sense impressions, seeing that the mind is one thing, the sense impressions are something else. If we train them so that they have peace, they'll be able to see this and understand this. If there's stillness and emptiness in the heart, um, then the mind will settle down into peace. But these days, the minds of people don't have so much energy. There isn't much power to them when a sense impression appears within them, and then the mind just runs after all of them. And that's all it does, is just chase after them. And there's no stillness there within the mind. And when that's the case, then we just never see this heart, this original mind, that's pure and clear and bright. This mind of impurity, clarity, it's there and it's correct that that's how the mind is, but we don't see it being that way. So we need to train these minds, train them so that they do have peace, so that they um, calm down and come into a nice state of stillness. So we have mindfulness there, following over our minds, knowing what our minds are getting up to. And when they receive a sense impression, and then we know whether greed, hatred or delusion has arisen within the mind. And if we have wisdom, then once we know in this way, then we'll be capable of letting those things go. Seeing sense impressions as merely being sense impressions, and the mind as merely being a mind. There's no being, no person, no individual, no me or you there. But if we don't see this clearly in this way, well, that's the why we need to come and train our minds, if we don't see that. 
If greed, hatred, and delusion appears, well, that's because of attachments that we have, attachment towards the body and towards the mind. That there's me and mine there. And there's ignorance which is conditioning the mind, so a sense of self appears. And so there's us, and then there's them. But if we train the mind to come into peace, uh, such as using the breath, anapanasati, as our main object, as most of us do, and this is called samatha, uh, kamatana, it's a skillful means of bringing the mind to peace. And this is something that we need to train ourselves in, calming the mind down in this way bringing the mind to stillness. And so whatever duties or work we're engaged with, we can be reciting Buddha along with that. And if we recite this word of Buddha, and there's still um, scatteredness of mind, then we can recite the whole chant of Itipiso, Bhagavā, Arahang, Sama, Sambuddha, and just keep going until we reach the, the end of that chant, the recollection of the Buddha. And so we can carry on doing this. And as the mind becomes more quiet, then we can reduce that chant until we're left with just that one word of Buddha. If the mind isn't proliferating, then we just keep that. Just stay with Buddha as the object of the mind. And whether we're standing, sitting, walking, lying down, then we try to keep the mind with this word. Or if we're sitting here, watching the breath, then with the in-breath we can recite Bud, and with the out-breath, Do. And then when the mind has reached a state of stillness, um, then we'll be able to see this breath clearly. And it's like when we breathe in, then this body kind of comes together. And then there's a short space, and then we breathe out again. And so we see how this breath and this body is something that is unstable like this. And so if we see that, then this is vipassana. Because the objects of vipassana of insight are that of anicca, this state of change, inconstancy, dukkha, stress, no? and uh, not-self. So these are the objects that give the heart wisdom. But if we don't have wisdom coming up, well, that's because of the presence of attachment. That we have this view of permanence and of constancy. A view that things are kind of solid and um, kind of a solid separate entity. And that they are a source of happiness. And that they really belong to us. And that they're beautiful. So if we have these kinds of views, then wisdom doesn't arise. So that's why we need to train our minds, and so that they can have discernment, wisdom. And so we use these objects of vipassana, insight, to teach the mind. And perhaps there's a feeling of attraction, liking, or lust towards something. Or there may be a feeling of aversion, uh, towards something. And so we tell ourselves that these things, they're not sure. These things change. And if the mind has energy to it, 
then that's all it takes. We just teach it that much and it will accept what we're saying. And so just doing that is okay. We don't need to explain a lot in that case. Or we can just use our left hand to touch our right hand. And we, you can feel the bones there within the hand, or the separate different bones. You can ask ourselves, well, do these belong to me? Which one of these belongs to me? And the knowledge should arise that none of this is really me. And so this is a way of using contemplation to bring about inner peace. Asking ourselves, do these things change or do they stay the same? Or they change. And so if we can really understand that, then wisdom arises. In the beginning, however, we need to really go into details to explain a lot to our minds. And just like how we explain a lot to a child, because they don't have much of an understanding about things. And so we really need to, to talk a lot, we need to uh, go into detail. But if it's an adult, we don't need to explain so much. Just a little bit's enough and they'll be able to get it. But a child that doesn't have much knowledge, we have to really explain a lot. And so the mind is the same as this, if it's still in a childlike state, then we need to explain a lot to it. Really going into details how this body is just composed of elements. It's a heap of earth, water, fire and air. It's a heap of something that is unstable, that changes. Asking our minds, oh, you've seen people get born, right? Well, what about people who have gotten ill and sick and old? What about people who have died? You've seen that as well, haven't you? And so, is this something that is stable? Is this something that changes? And perhaps we have known people from um, a very young age. But as we grow old together, um, then, and our age increases, and then the body also gets older. And so then we see how people go through illness, and perhaps some of them have died already. And then we can contemplate how, well, this is just the way that things are. Our lives, they don't last long. They're not something that's reliable or stable. And then we bring this back to ourselves, reflecting that I need to be like this as well. We see someone who's old, and then we reflect, I too need to get old. We see someone ill and reflect that I will also become ill. And then we see someone who has died, and then we bring that within ourselves, that I too must die. And so we can count that if we live to the age of 80, well, how old are we now? And how many years do we have left then? And with each day and night that passes, then our life passes as well by one day. And then soon one week goes, a month, a year. And so from the 5th of January 2021, it's already been a year and time passes very quickly in this way. So these sankharas, these conditions, they're steadily crawling, creeping towards old age, sickness and death. Every moment they're moving in that direction. And if we contemplate like this, then wisdom 
can arise. And if we see that clearly, and we see the body um, as just being a body, perhaps initially that we see all things in the world in this way as being just that, the things that before we had given great value to, perhaps gems, gold, diamonds, and precious things, all the things in this world. But when the mind becomes calm and still, and then we understand uh, the nature of these things, and see how all of these things are just conventions, and then we see liberation through understanding how all of the things in this world are just conventional, that they don't really have a name, they don't really belong to anyone. And so our bodies have never told us that I belong to you or I belong to anyone. None of the 32 parts of these bodies have ever claimed uh, to be under the ownership of anyone. It's just the deluded mind that makes this claim. Because we can feel the very sensations within this body, and so we attach to that and we believe that this body is mine, it belongs to me. And then all of the things outside of this body are them, are other, and they're not me. And so there's this me and you um, that comes up. But when the mind is able to separate out from these things, then it will see and understand that um, it's, it's just elements following the course of nature. And really, these bodies are the residents of sickness and bacteria. And then when the body dies, we need to quickly um, get rid of them, quickly burn them. Because if we don't do that, then the illnesses and the bacteria within this body can spread about. So there's a lot of bacteria that live within the body. And if we weigh those uh, bacteria, then they add up to many kilograms. So we should contemplate like this, taking the mind to investigate the body and so that it can see it for what it is. So we teach um, our minds in this way. And if our minds don't believe what we're trying to tell it, then we need to teach it a lot. But we also need to teach in a way that brings about peace. And if we're instructing the mind, but it just becomes more stirred up, more aggravated, um, then we come back to samadhi practice, we return to that. And then when we can establish a firm state of samadhi, then we will be able to see clearly the mind comes together. Really see how these sankharas, these conditions, are scary things. And just like this body, and because um, the body um, it will have to get sick, and oftentimes the pain is torturous um, right until the point of death. So then we can ask ourselves, well, do we really want to delight in these conditioned bodies? They're things that are constantly arising and ceasing, and they're not attractive either. And so we can view the whole world as just being something that arises and ceases, 
you see how old age and sickness is um, constantly aggravating um, the world. But whatever the case, whatever happens, everyone or the people in this world need to be separated from the world. And so we see people get born. And um, if we contemplate, we see that at the moment um, the population of the world is about 7 billion. And in no long time, all of those people will be dead. But the reason that we're not able to see that is because there's a constant stream of new births. And so there's this constant um, uh, kind of repopulation of the planet. But in not a long time, all of the older generation will be gone and no one will be left. And not only that, but no one's able to take anything with them from this world either. So we should contemplate like this until we see this clearly, how sankharas really are fearful and how there's no self within them. And if we perceive that, then we'll get the feeling that we don't want anything from this world. All that we desire is the Dhamma that can take us to leave the world. And so we see the old age and sickness and death that gives pain to the humans, but that's just suffering on the level of a human. But in the realms lower than that, an animal, in the animal realm, for example, the suffering is much greater. There's always the sense of fear, always being alert uh, to dangers. And if animals are lucky, then they are able to be close to humans who can look after them, give them food, give them shelter. And this is an animal that has a lot of merit. So we should train our minds to come into samadhi. And when they do, then we'll get a knowledge within the heart. And then the mind becomes bright and clear, and it grows in its clarity. And then we'll be able to see just what this original mind of purity and clarity is like. Whenever a sense of self comes up, then we'll be able to abandon that. And in the end, we'll be able to see into this nature of change and inconstancy. How there isn't really a me or a you. And so we carry on practicing in this way until there really isn't anything left to contemplate. And the defilements then just can't arise. And in this level, then there's mahasati, this great mindfulness, and mahapanya, great wisdom. But for us, we need to endure. We need to forbear. We need to put in our efforts and persist. And in order to pass beyond this world, the loka, until we get lokutara, um, past the world, abiding above the world, abiding above both happiness and sorrow, abiding above goodness and badness, abiding above cause and effect. Because if there's still cause and effect, then there's still a self there. So we need to apply ourselves to this, training the heart. We shouldn't give up, we should forbear. 
And for myself, I've trained like this already. I've passed through these things already. I've had so many doubts in my mind. And when I was staying with Venerable Ajahn Chah, and then he taught me and trained me until I didn't have any doubts left. And so I just carried on practicing, carried on going, until I got to the point where there was joy and rapture filling up the heart for three days and three nights. And then I carried on persisting in this training, applying myself to it, until I got to the point where there was constant joy for an entire month. And the samadhi was uh, well established and sustained. And in this point, then it's easier to see this bright, clear, original mind. And then you get to the point where the states of samadhi that initially were very difficult to enter into, then we can maintain those and keep them just um, in whatever posture we're in. And then it can stay for an entire year. And so this happened to me. And my mind was able to, to stay in these states of samadhi like this. And it was really incredible. And there was a great sense of fullness and um, contentment within the heart. And I could contemplate the Dhamma and see how this body is something that isn't beautiful. And then through that, my mind became even more beautiful and bright, understanding into the nature of reality. And so I carried on practicing until there was a clarity, a clarity of insight. I could see the Buddha within my heart and see the Dhamma. And so it is possible for us to do this. And we just carry on practicing in this way. Because the things that we attach to, these are becoming and birth. But as the samadhi grows through our training, then wisdom becomes more and more refined and we're able to contemplate things um, more easily. Until there's an understanding into the nature of all physical and mental phenomena, how these things are anatta, not self how they're not a being, an individual, a person, a me or a you. And so I could contemplate in this way until I got to the point where the mind entered into a pure emptiness. And so at this point, um, becoming and birth become shorter and shorter, they get less and less, until in the end you're able to um, entirely destroy them, becoming and birth. So may you set your hearts in this way, practicing, cultivating your minds like this.